most convincing story that maps onto reality, and that's why the central narrative is falling apart. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. We must see the central narrative for the fiction that it is. We are Americans. While elections are sometimes messy, this was a secure election. The founders began the fight for human liberty and self-governance, and it's up to us to finish the job. I tell you what, we are in a truth emergency right now. This is the end game. I am sitting down today with my good friend from back in Los Angeles, the host of the Wrong Opinion podcast, Josh Lacash himself. There you go. I that, think that was good. I I think it was okay. That was a great intro. It's it's you know straight to the point. I had to get straight to the point because with this new intro, I didn't have a a plan. Yeah. So we just had to do it on the fly. Yeah. So you've had a big day. Yeah, I had a good. So I flew in from L.A. last night. I don't even live there anymore. We'll get to that later. And because uh, I was going on Harrison Smith's show on Infowars this morning. So it was it, w- it went really well. It was f- so much fun. And then the moment I got back to my hotel room, my Patreon got yanked. And I never... In my life, have in two years, I've, I've been on Patreon for two years, and I've never gotten a strike or a warning or anything. It's not a coincidence, is what I'm saying. I would think that's not a coincidence. Infowars, I guess, is where they draw the line. Well, there are many lines, and it's hard to navigate. It's hard to know which line they're caring about at the moment. And I guess today it's it's Infowars. And, and on the show, it was about an hour segment. So on the show, they kept plugging my Patreon. So you know someone's monitoring that. You know someone's watching. Wow. I wonder if maybe people were just responding so well to you that your Patreon skyrocketed and Patreon was like, nah, that's probably a little too much for this guy. I don't know. I mean, I I didn't notice like a massive jump today. But the thing is, is that the the channel has been very successful. I, I They banned me when I, I, I was at 725 paying subscribers. That's fantastic. I'm, you know, about $4,000 a month from Patreon and it's all gone, which is absolutely crazy. And it's, it's, uh, it's just, it's a little funny, you know, the whole thing's funny because a couple weeks ago I, I convinced my wife to quit her job. I'm like, I got this. I got, we have a boy and we want to make another baby. I got this. I don't want you working anymore. I can support us. And, uh, I, am I still think I can though. I, I'm, I'm I think that you're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, a week down, you find some new platforms, you'll be good. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking Gumroad. I kind of have to figure it out uh, by tomorrow because I'm going to go on Alex Jones's show tomorrow, which Ooh. is kind of cool. I was I was hoping I was going to meet him, and now I'm going to be on his show. Yeah, you should figure it out as fast as possible, just so that it's up in case Gumroad takes you down tomorrow. <laughs> you'll at least want to know I, where the lines are look, on Gumroad. I, yeah, I think I'm going to be fine with Gumroad because Sam Hyde has been using it, the comedian Sam oh. Hyde. Yeah, he's been on there for a really long time. Uh, I spoke to him right when I got banned, and he told me to make gun, Gumroad. So 
You know, we'll good. S- yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, if he's not getting banned, you'd think that. Yeah, I mean, he's more of a Nazi than I am. So, <laughs> <laughs> but he's not more of a Nazi than the Ukrainians are. Well, no, but the, not but the Ukrainian people. No, no, no. But those Nazis—they're good, though. Those are good Nazis. Well, according to according to the people we used to know in Los Angeles, they are. Yeah, they're good Nazis. Um, you know, I didn't know there was such a thing as good Nazis. Well, but there's there's no such thing as. But the anything. world has changed quite a lot. Yeah, when you when you. It's very comfortable when you don't have to believe in anything and when you pretend you believe in something. So so you can contradict yourself all the time, and it's completely fine when you're a liberal. The crazy thing is that they're not even contradicting themselves. The thing that they said before just doesn't matter at all. It's like it never happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can prove that they contradicted themselves, but it won't matter because they don't care about consistency or principles. Right. They don't have any. Right, right, right. And, Everything and, is in the you moment. You know, we have to do our homework, and we have to be really consistent, or else people will call us out. But with them, I mean, they could do whatever they want, and he, also make the money and and not worry about getting banned or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, my podcast got taken down by Anchor, like Spotify's platform, a few weeks ago, and I didn't have seven hundred paying subscribers. Seven hundred people could hear this and then pay and subscribe. Probably, that would be probably more, fantastic. More though, I mean, I'm sure you have more. I mean, and you're 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 also very consistent with putting out uh, shows. It's like that's five true. days a week or something. Yeah, that's so true. I, I, and I see your your Telegram. I, I guarantee you, you have more than seven hundred people listening. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, it. The thing is, is uh, this reminds me of the Jews. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Dude, you're going to get my let me, podcast Let me explain. Too. Listen, I'm fully Jewish, so it's okay, but let me explain. So throughout history, the Jews have been hated, and they've been kicked out of every country, and they've been genocided and everything. And then we have people today, really stupid people, are like, why do Jews control the media? Why are, the, why are all the entertainers Jewish? Why, why are all the bankers Jewish? Um, it's true. All of those things are true. I mean, they are. it's like 13 million people in the whole world. And the reason is it's not because we have some evil gene or anything that we figure out how to get to the top. It's because throughout history, we have been kicked out of everywhere. We have been killed. We have to outmaneuver the people trying to kill us. And it's the same thing right now with us being conservatives. Uh, It it actually may be worse in the sense that the powers against us are way more sophisticated than the powers that existed previously in history. So we have to outmaneuver uh, tech companies that are basically God, Google, thinks, yeah. they think that they are God and we have to outmaneuver them. Well, you know, what's interesting. I had this conversation with some people months and months ago. It's, it's interesting that you, that you say God, because when we describe God, you know, I w- was a philosophy major. This is what you get taught in philosophy school, yeah. but, uh, but God is omnipresent, mm-hmm. omniscient and omnipowerful, Right. Limitless power, existing everywhere at once, and knowing everything. Right. That is essentially, in a technological sense, what they have built for themselves. Yeah. And except the problem is, it's all just straight up evil. And it's people. People are running those companies. Right. So rather than... But it's something a little beyond people. Because of the ability that the technology gives. Right. Right. And then the effects of the algorithms and the artificial intelligence, there's a synergy with all of that that makes it something like much greater than it actually is. You know? Yeah. I mean, they also think of themselves as as gods, which is very dangerous. That's a dangerous combination. 
Did you see when uh, Yuval Noah Harari was giving that speech that a lot of people have posted about lately where he talks about, you know, essentially recreating the world in their image? And he said, it's going to be an intelligent design, but designed by us. Right. They really are trying to yeah. be God and create a new world in their image. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's no secret. And and uh, I mean, that's that's kind of why what we are up against right now is um, you can't compare it to any other moment in human history. Yeah. And and the fact of the matter is, is that today I'm here with you, not crying. Uh, I'm a little bit worried just because I don't like change, but I, I can adapt really quickly. Mm-hmm. And I'm not demoralized. And those are the main things that they want you to... F- they want you to feel demoralized and beaten. And they want you to submit. And they want you to be passive. And you know what? Most people are. But this stuff only makes me stronger it makes me that much more sharp and i think that you probably feel the same absolutely and the people listening probably feel the same so they are doing everything in their power so it's not just my my patreon which for me is a big deal but for anyone listening it's like okay whatever um but it's everything that they are doing um and it's coming from all angles it's coming from all sides and that's it yeah man it it is it is overwhelming and it's intended to be. And I often describe the social media platforms as demoralization machines because that's what they are. You know, the the way that they treat people who refuse to toe the line on the slogans, like the acceptable conversation. If you're willing to do that, they're going to make your experience on those apps as difficult and unrewarding as possible. And we know that they have all the tools to do this. You know, they had that Facebook whistleblower come out like six months ago, that fake whistleblower. Right, right. That went away really quickly. And they started, well, because it was nothing. It was just a distraction, right? right? But everything that, I think her name was Frances Hogan, everything that she described was stuff we've known about for five or six years or probably much longer. But I remember Tristan Harris going on Sam Harris's podcast in like 2015 or 2016 talking about all that stuff, how it was terrible for teenage girls. The suicide rates were increasing depression and all that. And I completely lost my train of thought right there, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I looked at something outside <laughs> yeah. and was like, Oh, there's a and bird. I'm gone. <laughs> there's a bird. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, all, all of that stuff was real and true. Then we know that those platforms are able to manipulate our mood throughout the day yeah. and they know all of us better than we know ourselves. They can keep us connected to the platform all day. They filter us the content they want us to see. They filter out the content they don't want us to see. So they can, they can feed us opinions from people. We consider our peers all day long that disagree with everything we say and everything we believe. And we feel like we're isolated. Like we're the only people with that opinion. And that's the real power, the demoralization they wield. Yeah, my my cousin who I consider Gen Xers and even old millennials boomers just in how they <laughs> in how they act. You uh, know, like a lot of them, they're yeah. aesthetic, they're they're you know, what they even like liking a Ben Shapiro video, you know, that kind of stuff. My cousin a few weeks ago messaged me like if we were the loud my loud uh silent majority uh, how can this be happening? I'm like, cause it's, we're silent and we need to stop being <laughs> silent. Like we are the majority and we yeah. need to start acting like it. 
We need to stop caring about the labels that they give us. We need to actually embrace the labels. Oh, racist? Okay, fine. I'm a racist or I'm a sexist. Yeah, I am a sexist. I don't want my yeah. wife working. You know, all like if, embrace it because those words mean nothing. Their threats mean nothing. And again, there's always a way to fight back and outmaneuver them. Um, and, and I granted, you know, take it with a grain of salt because a lot of people have, you know, their jobs and they still got to be silent. But there are still ways that you can fight back. Um, and, and we need to start acting like like we are powerful because we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we are so powerful that they had to openly steal an election from us. Yeah. I mean, not, to, to a point where it was just so blatantly obvious. You know, people say that the JFK one might have been rigged and there are other ones that might have been rigged. But, you know, it's it's it wasn't so noticeable and, and it's kind of more opinion than anything. You know, it's it's conspiracy. They can call it a conspiracy theory. But this one. It's so obvious. It's so you can talk to the the biggest normie, and they, they they even they will be like, "Yeah, something's not right. Something's weird. Something's happening." Um, and you know, look, it's obvious in the fact that that Joe Biden is the the best president ever in the sense <laughs> that he he is doing everything he said he was going to do and more. Uh, because none of this should be a surprise to anyone. I mean, he is doing everything to dismantle this country right in front of our eyes, and it's happening at such a rapid rate. I mean, it's only been a year and a month or something, and yeah, and, two months, yeah. yeah and and you know, who says that the government isn't um, isn't isn't efficient? I mean, they're extremely efficient with the dismantling of the United States of America, and it's it's happening right in front of our eyes. They're extremely efficient at committing all of us to a lifetime of indentured servitude. That is really what it is. Oh, yeah. The The World Economic Forum is real. Yep. Uh, it, you'll own nothing and like it is real. I, I, um, I've been out of the country living in Costa Rica for six months, and I was in Los Angeles last week for a whole week. And in just six months, I have re- – ha- it's so notice- noticeably different and it wasn't even good then. But I'm, t- I'm more talking about the prices of everything. Nothing is affordable. I mean, nothing worth having is affordable. Meat, gas. I mean, the things that you right. need to live. Um, and, and, it's, and, then, and then even coming here, I mean, everything is an arm and a leg. Taking an, an, uh, uh, an Uber from my hotel to the InfoWars studio, which I can't say the address, but it's like, t- it's like 10, 15 minutes away. Uh, that was $35 for the cheapest Uber. Uh, which is absolutely insane, um, and, and, th- and this is on purpose. This, this is this is completely on. This should not be a surprise to anyone. Yeah, Austin is definitely one of the cities that's like on the list. Like they're trying to turn this into Los Angeles. That's how people think of it. But the truth is, they're trying to turn it into San Francisco as well. All of these cities, they basically just move tech companies into them, and slowly everything goes to shit. It's crazy. Did you notice in Los Angeles the the slow speeds initiative, like the slow driving initiatives that they started doing in neighborhoods? People started getting mad that the ride shares would take shortcuts through their neighborhoods, right? Because you can get around the city a lot faster if you actually do that rather than take the main roads. And people started getting upset about that. So they started the slow speed thing where they just start by putting like traffic cones in the middle of the road and making you dodge things so that you have to drive really slowly. And then they start putting speed bumps everywhere. Like they have all over this neighborhood. 
And they keep going because they don't want people to drive. Obviously, they want everybody in a ride share. And then you can go into the downtowns like you could totally do this in downtown Los Angeles years ago. But even in other areas like Los Feliz, for instance, Mm -hmm. and you'll see that they have a new program for trees on the sidewalk. And so they'll make the sidewalk like 10 feet wider. So there's no parking on the sidewalk anymore. And then it'll curve in so that they can put their like city bike rack in there and they'll do everything possible to make it so you can't drive. And then you, the, the parking tickets go up, right? They have you park in public locations. Those prices go up. And then once everybody gets accustomed to taking ride shares or public transportation everywhere, then the Uber prices start going up. Yeah, I mean that's that's definitely not a conspiracy theory. It's it's obviously happening. I would be fine with those sorts of things if they built human scaled cities like in many e- European countries where you know there's very little cars and everything's walkable, everything's beautiful. Mm. Uh, but the fact of the matter is is that the the cars will still reign supreme and they will dictate how cities are shaped. Except you won't be able to own one. Um, right. So so like. I'd be fine if they restructured how cities are and and how if they were more human friendly, like where you can walk places and and there was like brick roads and things weren't so <laughs> ugly. But but it's uh it's 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 you know we have the worst of all worlds. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. You'll I mean, you'll own nothing. Everything will look terrible. Yeah, but your entire does. society will hate you, but you'll like it. But everything does look terrible. I mean, it does look terrible. I, I mean, globalism you. really destroyed the genetic makeup of everyday usa you know the the small towns the main streets it it really destroyed you know i used to i used to be okay with big box stores and and all that because i you know we were lied to with with so-called free trade the Koch brothers Mm -hmm. always talked about free trade and all that it's impossible to participate in any kind of free trade when you're dealing with china who you know they have slaves so right. there is no such thing as the free market and, and free trade when you're competing with them. So they inundate us with all their products in these big box stores that that engulf all these mom and pop stores. And then we're fucked. And then also we end up buying cheap plastic shit that we have to replace right. every every year anyways. So it's, it is literally the worst of both worlds. I and, mean. It, and it is made by slaves. It you is know. slavery. I mean, yeah, you're, there's you're slavery Tesla. in this world right now. <laughs> right now. Hey, you're worried about uh, what is it? The 19, 1619 project or whatever. Yeah. You're, you're worried about slaves from from 400 years ago. What about now? Yeah. What about slaves now? Oh, they don't matter because they're Asian. <laughs> yeah, right. They don't count as slaves <laughs> or, because or they're black. in concentration. Actually, camps. they are black because of the, the, the lithium that they have to mine. Those are all black people. We still have black slaves. <laughs> well, you that's guys. just black face. Oh, that's yeah, from, un- from that's being in the mines. Blackface. Right, right. It's not, they're not actually Africans. That, oh, you're talking about the <laughs> yeah, they're, actual they're African actually, slaves mining lithium in yeah, Africa. Yeah, there's actually... I thought I, we were still on, like, the Uyghurs. No, I, I actually, I was like, oh, actually, no, we still have black slaves. Yeah, and that you guys is don't care true. about them. Uh, yeah, I mean, your Tesla's not doing shit. Well, it's harder to care about things when you don't know anything at all and you intentionally don't know anything at all. And that's what we're really dealing with, honestly. Yeah. I look back so often at my experience in L.A. and the people I knew in L.A., and it is hard not to just see them as complete amoral, if not immoral, hypocrites. I mean, for years, just every cause that that springs to the public awareness, they are for it. Well, yeah, Coney 2012. That it was a 10 year anniversary. Like Coney a, 2012, a, a man. A few days ago, that was the, it was the anniversary, and that was the first thing that that started 
everything that we're yeah. experiencing now. That it was like an A B test or something. Yep. You know, they they really tested that. And they did it again with the ice bucket challenge. You remember that? Yeah, that was that was not too far too long after yeah, that. And, two and it wasn't even ever ice. It was yeah, just water. Everybody has to do the thing. I know, but at least it should have been ice. It was always water. I'm like, where the fuck is the ice? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you, you're cheating me? If I'm gonna watch your dumb video, it better be ice. Oh, man, all of that shit. But they just don't care and they don't know and they don't try to inform themselves. They really believe that there is some underlying truth in the things that they hear on the television and repeat. They're like, well, somebody must have looked it up. I mean, yeah, I didn't look it up. But like Don Lemon must have. Well, actors' jobs is to repeat things. That is anyways. true. Yeah. So that they're they're like the best people to to do that. When I was at the gym in L.A. on Sunday or no Monday before coming here. No, what day are we? When did I come here? It's Tuesday. You so came it was here yesterday. Okay. Yeah, yesterday. Sorry. Um, uh, I was at the gym before going to the airport, and I ran into uh, this trainer guy who was forced to get the vaccine, and he almost died. God. And he was in like the best shape. Uh, and he was telling me that one of these act because he's trying to be an actor and he knows this other actor dude who is in Ukraine right now as a medic on the front lines as a medic. Uh, and he has a GoFundMe and everything. And I go, dude, he only went there because this is going to help him get acting jobs. And he goes, of course, that's why he went there. That but is the, the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Yeah, but the links someone will go to get a part in a movie. Yeah. You're going to go to risk your life to go be a medic in Ukraine well, to, to get acting jobs later on. How crazy is it that he was like, okay, all of these other people in Hollywood, they're changing their profile picture to like a blue and yellow filter. I don't know that that's what they're doing, yeah, but I figure but, it is. Yeah. That's going to get them acting jobs because they are supporting Ukraine. I am actually going to go to Ukraine and support the Nazi battalions there so that I can get full credit. I am going to be such an actor after this. Yeah. Look, but that's kind of how, how Harvey Weinstein, like, I don't think Harvey Weinstein is guilty because <laughs> he had the, his victims weren't victims. They were going along with him. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Like, they're, well, they're I don't all know if that's whores. true in every case. I know, but I have to be, I have to exaggerate to make oh, okay. a point. So they are all whores. All actors are whores. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it's not, so it shouldn't be surprising. Like, the, the type of people who try to become famous like that. They're going to do anything to get up there, to get a taste. And it's crazy now that everything has been exposed and, and what we know about Jeffrey Epstein and all of these things, like, like that they still want to be famous and still want to be with that crowd. Uh, you know that these people are scumbags if after yeah. all of these things have come out that they still want it. That part is really confusing to me. I mean, the long-term benefit of becoming an actor and being famous is just negligible at this point. I mean, all of these people who have sold out themselves and sold out the country for so many years, these people who are literally taking taxpayer money that is set aside for like, you know, public service announcements. That's what we pretend that they right. are when they're passing the bills. But that's taxpayer money that gets paid to influencers and actors so that the public can be propagandized with their own tax money. Like these people aren't going to have careers in the future. Like who is going to look at these people and be like, oh, yeah, I want to watch Jennifer Aniston and Mark Ruffalo on TV. No, I mean, and the, you know, it, I guess it used to be cool to be famous, but now it's everything's there's 
everything's so um, balkanized in Hollywood. There's so many different subcultures. You're going to be famous to like 10,000 people. Okay, cool. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're on a show. I mean, on I was Hulu. famous to 10,000 people. There you go. Yeah, you were. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you have a show on Hulu. Cool. Who's ever going to see right, it? Right. Who's ever going to know about you? Why Why would you want this? Oh, because it's my crap. I'm an actor. I'm an artist. Yes. I'm an, no, you're not. Yeah, Shut up. You're yeah, dumb. You're kind of good looking. That's it. Yeah. And maybe not even anymore because you're supposed to be ugly and a weird POC right now. Like you're supposed <laughs> to, you can't be white and you have to be like a weird ethnicity. And then, you know, well, they say also, they're like, you know, I just love doing my craft. Like, and I, and I understand that. Like if you, everybody needs to get paid somehow, right? Everybody needs to have some sort of job or gainful employment. I mean, not most actors because most of them are rich kids, but besides them, most people need jobs and if you are able to make money doing something you can enjoy, more power to you. I'm all about that. Yeah. Good for you. That's what I'm trying to do. But I think, I think you'll agree with me. Try this on for size. So we used to always talk, you know, this has been the last 20, 25, 30 years. We've talked about how in the inner city, you know, where the black people are, we are told, the way to get out of the hood and to get out of that gang life is to become a famous athlete, right? You or a become rapper. a super well, yeah, yeah, or a rapper, true. Yeah, exactly. And the reason for that is because without a whole lot of other options about what you can potentially do to save yourself and your family from a lifetime of poverty, you kind of basically have to hope you got the lottery ticket and play it as long as you can, you know, take that ride as long as you can. And what we have now is the same thing with the fame environment. And it expanded even further with Instagram. Like now people just think if I can amass enough attention for myself, I will make money. I will get famous. And once I have money and I'm famous, everything after that is going to solve itself. You know, you'll get the perfect husband or wife. You know, you have enough money to buy a really yeah. nice house. You can go on vacation anywhere in the world. And that is what we think of now in America as the good life. Yeah, um, that's midwit mentality. And you can get those things without being famous and without being rich. Um, you know, if anything, if you want to be famous and you, you try to strive for that, you're going to attract the worst possible people. Yes. So you're not going to get the perfect wife or the perfect husband or the, you know, whatever after that, um, you're going to attract the worst of the worst type of people. And, and, and I mean, you, you, you know that, and I know 100%. that by living in, in L.A. for a pretty long time. I mean, the fact that I found my wife in L.A. is pretty crazy. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, the perfect couples in L.A. are always like two people who are both just so narcissistic that they want their, uh, their public image together. It's a brand. The perfect okay? couple. Can you just call it yeah. what it is? It's, it's a hundred percent a brand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, that's all people do now is just try to build personal brands. They just they literally associate with other brands. They go down and take pictures in front of like the uh, the YSL store on Rodeo, or they go to Catch and they take their their picture in front of the you know the selfie camera with their friends. Like these are this yeah. is a big deal we're, to people. We're dealing with perfectly programmed people. Yes. So if you're not programmed, you're going to have a hard time. And that's kind of what we're talking about. Yeah, you're going to have a hard time, but you also have an opportunity to, uh, you know, fight back harder because you are awake. Those people are not capable of fighting because they are perfectly programmed brands. That's all they are. So you're yeah. not dealing really with a real person. 
Um, and I know many people like that. Try having a conversation with them. It's very difficult. If you veer away from the pre-approved script, uh, there will be backlash immediately. Yeah. And and um, it's just it's just it's it's so bizarre. I mean, you know. So I live in Costa Rica now. Um, I moved there with my wife. My parents lived there. We had our first baby, so I wanted to be with my parents. They, it's their first grandkid. I didn't leave the country because I'm a coward and because Joe Biden is the pres- fake president, uh, but I, it was for f- family reasons, and, and I do plan on coming back, hopefully Montana. But what I realized there really quickly was the, the caliber of people. Uh, it's technically a third-world country. Not the highest of IQs, you know, like they, they're, they, it's not like, uh, they have a, you know, the, you know how they categorize different countries by IQ. It's probably low. It's probably like average 80. I don't think IQ means anything to tell you the truth. I'm just using it as like a, a to paint a picture. Sure, sure. Like you're not getting the brightest minds out of Costa Rica. It's a very comfortable, hot, uh, place. You'll never go starving. So it's not like you have to, it's not there, like there's much fight or flight there. And I think that's where the, like, you know, for instance, the the Google people came from Russia. You know, like the very bright minds come from there because fight or I think it's because of fight or flight. Mm. So it's not like Costa Rica doesn't have those types of people, but they have real people. That's kind of my point. You're walking down the street with the baby, and people are are cooing. You know, they're oh oh you know oh look at those blue eyes in, in Spanish. Um, and, and then you, you go to LA, like we were just in LA and it's, you're a ghost. You don't exist. If anything, people kind of look at you with disgust, no matter how cute your baby is, people might be disgusted, uh, by, but you know, because you have a kid and you're in their space. Well, also your kid was probably unmasked. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. (laughs) He didn't, and he didn't have his like Ukrainian t-shirt or something with the flag, the Ukrainian flag. So he's, he's public enemy number one, but, but that's what happens when you have that type of caliber of person that's been programmed into being a consumer and a brand at the same time. They look at anything that is, is natural, like having a family, having a kid, uh, being married, I think is an, it's a natural thing. And they look at all that with disgust because it goes against their consumerist lifestyle. Yeah, man, it's really depressing for me. And I thought that people would have started to come around more by now. You know, like I look back at my time in Los Angeles and that last year, you know, throughout 2020, I uh, probably lost 90% of my acquaintances, right? Like I hesitate to call them friends. I mean, they obviously weren't friends if they got too upset at something I said on the internet and didn't even have a conversation with me about it. Right. Didn't bring it to me. It's just like, Oh, he's bad now, you know, and still their idea, their idea of a conversation is because, you know, we have to have a, these are important things. We have to talk about these things, but it's them talking at you. Right. You say anything. No, no, no. That's not the conversation we agreed on. You can't say anything. You I'm really worried yourself. about you. Yeah, I'm really worried about you. Okay, <laughs> that's the best one. Are you okay? <laughs> like, like you're insane. You're such an angry person. How could you not be angry with what is happening? Election aside, culturally, how could right. you be okay with what is happening? Right. What is happening with the with our schools? Uh, you know, trying to introduce our kids to things that they shouldn't be aware of. Uh, at a certain, you know, at such well, a they, young age, I mean, they literally think that they are solving everything by 
turning the society over to communism. And that's the sort of mindset you would have when you haven't really developed skills. You know, hopefully somebody takes care of me. Yeah, it's it's interesting how their their public enemy number one is traditionalism. Anything that is, you know, part of ingrained in us and it's and passed down to us from you know generation to generation uh that's their number one target so like uh you know gay marriage is a nice example it, it was a trojan horse it was never about equal rights gay sure. people never wanted to be domesticated anyways i mean they, their whole thing was about being secretive and underground and like punk rock kind of not to you know be married with kids they, i mean they sleep around a lot but that's besides the point <laughs> but that's besides the point and you have gay friends uh, yeah i mean i literally had the same conversation the other night with with, with someone yeah a gay person yeah and he agrees with me he's like i know i miss the good old days <laughs> and and uh but they're uh, i'll i'll call him back um but they're um their their main the main thing that they attack and that they try to dismantle is traditionalism and marriage was something i gave an as as an as an example but they never replace it with anything good yeah and 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 the weird thing and the weird thing is is that they try to mimic traditional lifestyles like they hate it so much and they try to mimic and replicate it and and but like before doing that they they you know they pervert it they they completely fuck with it but it's it's to me bizarre like they don't they don't have good ideas as to what society should be like it's almost it's almost like they're improvising as they go along and we are all suffering because of it well yeah i mean i guess the point of the project though isn't to necessarily build something right now like immediately right there are we'll building plans longer down the road yeah obviously the great reset is a real plan and um, and there are elements of that which include building a new thing but to be able to do all that stuff, what they want is for people to become completely unmoored. You know, first you remove God and you remove any sort of uh, connection to the idea that there are objective truths about the world. Right. And then everything just becomes subjective. And at that point, you're able to sell everybody on these ideas just based on how it makes you feel, whether it's physically or emotionally. And it's just some form of hedonism, essentially. Yeah, and and you know, it's it's such an easy sell because it's very easy to be hedonistic, I right? Mean, exactly. And I mean, I was in L.A., and yeah. you know, I'm, many people were, but it's easy. And then if you are an introspective person, you kind of realize that uh, that stuff is not substantial, and you're chasing your tail, and you're not building anything, right? And you're actually kind of unhappy. It doesn't sustain you at all. No, it doesn't. And the solution to the problem is so simple because it was passed down to us from previous (laughs) generations. And it worked for the longest time. And then all of a sudden people are like, eh, that's stupid. I'll come up with something better. Uh, And I don't really know what it is, but we'll figure it out. And it's all a lie. I mean, yeah, man. Look, I mean, listen, I was bought into that for a very long me time, too. you know, me too. Look, the fact that they can convince in such a short period of t- relatively short, short period of time that they can convince millions of women to abort their babies because their the horoscope is wrong or, you know, the, oh, their baby's being born in the wrong month. I want him to be an Aquarius or whatever, or, be, or because it's not the right time. Or uh, afterbirth abortions, which Alex Jones brought to everyone's attention. Everyone thought he was exaggerating. And no, it's actually true in some states. Um, That is very alarming. 
that they can convince people to do something very quickly. I mean, a nice example right now is they convinced everyone to get five vaccines or however many there are right now. And then and then in 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 the drop on the in the in the flip of the switch, uh, a week later, they they all want to go to war against Russia for some reason. I'm not sure why, but yeah. but we'll figure out why later. Russia is bad. What did Russia ever do to us? I mean, at least in my lifetime, I don't really think mm. anything. You know, they sell us 3% of our oil a year or something. Like, what do they do? What Putin is a bad guy. Okay. I'm sure he is. He kills journalists. I wish, I wish our leaders did that. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I'm exaggerating. Well, yeah, I also don't buy the way that Putin has been described to us for all these years. No, especially now, now that mask, the mask is off. I I do not buy it. Right. No, I I kind of did before. I kind of did before. Like, yeah, maybe he's a bad shady guy. Sure. Whatever, but now I don't buy it, and I'm I'm still trying to wrap my. I'm trying to figure out what did he do to us? Oh, Ukraine's our ally. Are they? That's just where we do our dirty business. Are they our? Is it even a real country? You know. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Yeah, it's kind of just part. It of It seems Russia. like a satellite project for yeah for CIA, the CIA. I mean, it, right, a hundred percent. Yeah, like a CIA proxy state. They have plenty of those. You know. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, man. Like, so I was watching the the Putin interviews, the Oliver Stone. Oh, Putin right, interviews, right, right. And I was watching his two documentaries, Revealing Ukraine and Ukraine on Fire. And the difference between what he's laying out in very clear terms, that, and you can research all of it mm-hmm. and come to the exact same conclusions. The difference between that and what we're being told by the media about all of this, it's night and day. It, like what we're being told by the media does not even touch reality. Not at any point does it intersect with something real. And that's crazy. And, you know, to me, I think about, like, why is this? And it seems like the obvious answer is that Putin is a nationalist leader of a nation that he is determined to keep sovereign. Mm -hmm. And they hate that. And in terms of the World Economic Forum, the globalist project that has been advancing for decades, you can see how someone like that would be a constant threat to them, particularly with the landmass that he controls and the amount of resources Mm -hmm. in Russia. Like that is a formidable opponent of globalism. And I wish that they respected people enough to try to convince us why globalism was better, you know? Maybe they're right. I mean, they're not, but they're maybe not. they are. No, like, let's yeah. say they might be. They don't respect people enough to even have that conversation and make their ideas sound good. Instead, they just repeat all of the things that they intend to do. And they do tell us the entire they, plan. They're very which honest. Which is why it's so crazy that people don't understand it. I know. They're it's very like, honest. Just look at him saying it. Yeah. And look at like Bloomberg's tweet from two days ago or what something. What did he say? I missed it. Uh, it was like a bullet point list, and then and then the end of it. This is a Bloomberg. oh oh the Bloomberg Bloomberg like the news service, yeah. not Michael Bloomberg. No no no, no. he it. doesn't tweet. But the Bloomberg news service, uh, it was something about like all the inflation happening, and then and then the last bullet point was like no one said this would be easy. Yeah, they're gaslighting us. Yes. but they're also very honest. Well, you know, also about the thing, the the bullet points before that were like yeah, uh, like minimize your trips yeah like stop feeding your dog yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the dog on your lap yeah Yeah, just stop feeding him he's he's already eight years old just let him go already oh my god man come on let him go that's so depressing i know even think about i know but but yeah i mean they're they're very 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 honest and i mean i guess it's good in a sense you know 
you know, it depends on the mood for me. Like, the mask is off. They're being very honest with their plan. Um, People are waking up, I guess, but are enough people waking up? I think so. I think it's a matter of people, like, getting to the point where they have courage to actually speak the new ideas that they believe and understand are true. You know, we, we were talking before you talked to a former friend of mine who is, I guess, still a friend of yours. Um, and he sounded like he was coming around on the Ukraine stuff and at least asked your right. opinion and stuff, right? Yeah, which is bizarre. I thought right. I was expecting, I was like, ah, oh, he's calling me. But I guarantee you he's not asking that question on Instagram or no. on Twitter, right? No. And that is still the same fear that people like that have helped to inculcate. He you has know, a, like he has people a lot who are lose. people yeah. who are part of the of the bullying and shaming and canceling community, when they finally come around, then they are scared of exactly what they participated in, and for good reason. Because it's scary in some sense. Being attacked by a whole lot of people that you know, like having your reputation destroyed, your f- relationships destroyed, knowing that people are talking about you for who knows how long after, that stuff's scary. People don't want to deal with it, and I totally understand it. It's not fun. But when you're on the other side of it, you're like, oh, well, that wasn't so bad. Now yeah. at least I know who, like, respects me and cares about me yeah who cares about me enough to tell me the truth but the thing is man people just have to get to that point where they're not afraid of that anymore because they'll have the conversation with you but they won't do it in public because they know just asking those questions can get them in trouble Mm -hmm. that's messed up yeah many such cases another friend of ours um the one that i had dinner with the other night Uh so this is kind of what's making me feel like maybe things are kind of changing he was telling me that because COVID is over in Hollywood, uh, they're asking agents are asking for scripts now, and like like you know more content and right. like, let's get things going. Hey, let's yeah, get but is, going. is this a general thing or is this people that are a little bit edgier, let's say, than the normal fare that comes out of Hollywood now? I have no idea. Maybe again, maybe he was grandfathered in. He right, has a right. name. Um, I don't want to say who it is, but uh, he was telling me that. That his agent was like, yeah, people are ready. Like, what do you want to pitch? And he goes, um, he said, I want to make a show about a straight white man in Los Angeles who hates BLM and hates COVID and hates all these things. And then the agent wrote back, are you serious? And he goes, yes, that's what I want to do. And then he and then the agent was like, OK, well, I'll shop I'll shop it around. <laughs> <laughs> He calls back a week later like, hey, man, do you have any other ideas? No, but the thing is, is the fact that he even said, "Okay, I'm going to shop that around. I mean, that takes first of all, that takes balls. Well, if he actually does it for sure. If well, he does want it. I said, do you really would you really want to do that? He goes, yeah, absolutely. No, that part. I agree. I believe. No, I I know. But but if someone was brave enough to pick it up, I mean, who knows? by the way, there's going to be a, a massive market for everything that counters these stupid trends. I mean, I cannot believe even just for the career and financial benefit of all this, that actors in Hollywood and writers and directors and whoever else haven't just come out and like gone full bore after this stuff because they know it's true. Like we talk to plenty of people still. They know it's all true. Go public, take the week long cancellation, yeah, and then win, yeah. Like 
what are you afraid of? Yeah, our side a is, week on the internet. Yeah, our side is in, in first and also yeah a week because people forget. Yeah, exactly. And, and our side is and unless you have done something heinous that yeah. they are holding back on you that they're going to drop the right. moment you fall out of line. Right. Like if you're one of those people, I guess I understand. You should deal with your own stuff and like <laughs> yeah. come to terms with who you've been yeah. and admit it. At least come to peace with it. So if people find out, like you'll be okay. You know, like if people find out something I did, I'd be like, yeah, all right. I guess I don't feel good about that, but yeah, that was embarrassing. I've already I grew dealt with I, this. Yeah. yeah. I'm not that person anymore. Right. Yeah. You know what they don't realize also is that since there is a massive conservative base in the country, there's people hungry. I mean, my pillows aren't good, but I mean, I, I actually didn't, like them. Okay. But. I, I bought it when he first came out, so maybe it changed, but when I bought it, um, it was like 10 years ago or whatever, but, but people are so hungry to support anyone right, that's right. on their side. So if anything, like you'll be better than ever, you know, I mean, you should, people shouldn't be afraid. And you know, if you're an actor, maybe Ben Shapiro will put you in one of his movies in the daily wire or something. <laughs> maybe that will be your dream job. Dude, they actually have a pretty interesting production thing going on there and they're going to make some waves. I'm not, I've said on the podcast before, like I'm not a fan of what the daily wire does politically, but if they can put money behind movies that push back against the do it yeah the cultural milieu right now like i'm all for that i'm i'm for that too yeah, yeah. i mean look beggars can't be choosers and not all of these organizations are perfect uh for instance i i uh i might be banned from the blaze i was supposed to go on uh elijah Schaefer's show called you are here they were this close to buying my ticket from costa rica actually and then the producer texts me, yeah, there's some scheduling things. We'll get back to you. And I, so I text Elijah because this was not his decision. Or it's it's not the CEO's decision either. He's Him sure, and I sure. are cool. Um, someone there has something against me. I'm too controversial, I guess, for someone there. Um, the, yeah, uh, Elijah. I told Elijah. And he, he's like, what the fuck? What, like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. What's going on? Um, and and it's someone there He that they had a meeting about me. And and I wasn't I was uninvited, but I'm going to be on his other show. That's so crazy. Yeah. On Thursday, I'm going to be on his other show, but which I think has a larger audience. So it's fine. But yeah, I mean, I have problems with these organizations that are supposedly on our side. But um, again, beggars can't be choosers. I mean, yeah. you know, they're not all perfect. Right. Right. And I mean, I guess it's good to be on as many platforms as you can, but. Yeah, I don't trust any organization that hasn't gone hard after election fraud. Like, that's my standard. It's such a no-brainer. It really is. It, you know, I, I've made it a point that anytime I mention Biden, which I try not to do a lot, I always say the fake president. Me too. And yeah. I know that you do that too, uh, because I don't even want to trick myself. Right. Like, it, looking back 20 years into the future, when I look back around this time, I'm going to look back and there's going to be like a dead space or something between right. Trump and whoever's after hopefully well, Trump dude, after. I, I honestly think it'll just be like history will record this as Trump being president the whole time. I mean, I hope so. I mean, I for you know, people think that this is crazy, but I really do believe that like Joe Biden was not legally elected. He was not legally certified. The electors did not go legally to the Congress. The Congress did not legally certify those electors. And Joe Biden was not legally inaugurated. Every step in the process that made Joe Biden the fake president was a product of obvious fraud. Yeah, you know what they did? They they basically, and Trump didn't concede, right? 
what they did was they just let the the clock run out. You know, like, oh, it's January 20th. Okay, I guess we got to do inauguration, like, like because that's just when we do it. So they, they, they kept on letting the clock run out. And then, and then, and that's kind of like what the media decided that the election yes. was over. Yes. Fox News. The media decided the election was over. And then the election was over. And it was never finished. I mean, they never counted no. the vote. They counted the wrong votes. Yep. It was never finished. And uh, it's just, it's bizarre. I mean, like, a part of me is still stuck behind there. And and all of this just seems like a horrible nightmare, um, but I, look, I don't know. I it depends on my mood. Some days I, I I think that things will hopefully get better. Some days it's it's you know we're all bipolar, ebbs and flows, know. buddy. Exactly. But I man, this last twenty four hours I have felt supremely positive about all of that. There's just so much coming to a head right now. Yeah. I mean, it's not a coincidence in my mind that the Hunter Biden stuff resurfaced in a major way last week. The New York Times is trying to get ahead of something. His baby mama's attorney believes that Hunter will be indicted. And then, you know, that was the laptop story was a big story. People know that the laptop was hidden. That is a major reason not to trust the media. And then last night, the news comes out that uh, the Stormy Daniels case was decided in Trump's favor as well. So, that is another huge story that CNN pushed the hell out of. Avenatti was on 24 hours a day. Yeah. And it just turns out none of it was true. And he's in jail now. Yeah. How many times? Or is he under house arrest? Whatever. I, I don't know. Yeah. He's still. How many times can these people find out that something that they believed in strongly and that they argued for relentlessly was just completely factually baseless? And they say it about us all the time. Like, you guys are conspiracy theorists. Tell me what part of this is a conspiracy and I will tell you what part is my opinion or what part I'm speculating about. But the rest of it, I'm more than happy to show you exactly how I got there. Show me how Donald Trump had sex with Stormy Daniels. Show me how Hunter Biden's laptop is Russian disinformation. Show me how. Yeah. And just give me any argument. Yeah. The, the, the crazy thing is, is that these things get memory hold. So even though in my opinion, like it resurfaced, um, the damage is kind of already done, you know, like that's the information we needed. The October surprise. Sure. Before the election. Yeah. But but but, but I and I tell other conservatives this, that the election was already rigged. Of course, like, the rig- like, election so, was rigged so, in a thousand ways. So even if the media was like, yeah, Hunter Biden's laptop, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the fake votes were there. A hundred percent. And they, they, they but they pre- would have they would have needed more and it would have become more Probably. obvious. But the truth is, man, a lot of people heard about that story in the lead up anyway. And that's. You know, it's it's so funny when they try to make the stories smaller, they end up making the stories bigger, you know, (laughs) and this is what we were talking about with your podcast, you know, you or with your appearance today on Infowars, like that was small, innocent appearance. Like that's not the biggest show on the network. Right. And now you're going to go on the biggest show on the network. Yeah. Yeah. Because they censored you. Now you're going to get bigger. Yeah. They're so bad. And this is why I always say that they're that. These people all exhibit um, a combination of narcissism and incompetence. They think that they're the best at everything. They think everyone else is so stupid. I mean, think of the people we know in Hollywood. They actually think that we're the dumb ones. Yeah, that's a that's a compliment. Yeah. You know, I whether you believe 9-11 was an inside job or not, mm-hmm. uh, the official story is pretty shady. 
And on, on the show today, I was saying that, you know, back then, they really did put in an effort to create a story, you know, like there, there was a lot of bells and whistles along with that narrative. Again, whether you believe it was or not, uh, you know, because we ended up going into two wars and mm-hmm. the war on terror, all of these things, you know, and we got the TSA and we got Homeland Security. I mean, they were able to accomplish a lot with a very well-crafted story with plot holes, but still very well-crafted story. Now it's like, they just fart out stealing an election. Like it's just like it's a little, it's an afterthought. It's a fart. Like there was nothing uh, interesting to to make it seem like Joe Biden has eighty one million people who love him. No one watches his live streams. No one. No. Everyone downvotes everything, and yes. then they have to take away the downvote. <laughs> you know. So it's like it's just so obvious to everyone that this is all fake. And it's and, and and they didn't even put in an effort. You know, like they they did it, but they didn't put in an effort. You know, to to convince everyone. It's incredible that they will take every detail about everything and say why each one of those details is not a problem at all. And they'll never look at the big picture, right? There are so many ways to understand that Joe Biden lost the 2020 election in a landslide. Yeah. You know, he and Kamala did a joint event in Arizona and zero people went. Right. That's that's a good indication that that guy has no support. Yeah. The little circles on the grass. Yeah. Their biggest rallies were cars, cars the and they were <laughs> and they were real people's cars. No, it was in a dealership. I, I mean, it's so bizarre. It's like a Twilight Zone episode. It's so bizarre. Yeah. They used to put in an effort with their propaganda and yeah. it's become so lazy and it's a joke. Well, I was talking about this on the show last week. I think that they are up against something that is insurmountable for them. You know, like they built out this entire infrastructure where they could give us only the information they wanted us to see all the time, have like the ultimate control, except they didn't control it well enough. Like they thought that they could always make it work and that censorship would be like a backup option and they would make that work. But we've already gone around all those things. And ultimately, like, You can't be only propaganda because people have real lives. They go out into the world and they know that what they're being told by the television is not true in the outside world. So they come back home to the TV and they try to get everything to match up again so that they can feel like their worldview is safe. But it can't work because there's nothing underneath it. It's all like lies compounding on lies. And we figure it all out too fast. There's with the best writers in the world, which they think they have, but certainly don't they would still not be able to come up with coherent stories at this point. Yeah, and and what I was going to say is that the like at least with Obama, they they had a they had a movement or what seemed like a movement. Yeah. Like they had Shepard Ferry and all of them. Yeah. So they had the marketing and everything, but it did seem like people were pretty ecstatic about him. No one was ecstatic about Biden. Yeah. And 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 no one can convince me uh, that that you know, it was because of COVID. Or anything oh, like it's ridiculous it's because even even online they couldn't with their whole infrastructure they couldn't fake an audience for him online which is actually crazy if you think about it because they own all that infrastructure and they couldn't fabricate an audience for him on his uh, on their own websites the bots were just like this guy's lying yeah the <laughs> bots weren't convinced if you don't vote for me you ain't a bot yeah and and also it used to be the sort of thing where th- this is kind of why they're being really aggressive because it used to be that they operated in the shadows. They did some, they did things kind of like, 
here and there, but you wouldn't really hear about it. It's too boring for the average person to to pay attention. Donald Trump exploded that. I mean, yeah. if Hillary Clinton st- was in office, if she won that election, it would have been business as usual, and the decline would have been steady and unnoticeable. I mean, noticeable to us, but unnoticeable to the masses. Now it's very, very noticeable. It's almost like they have lost complete control yep. over the narrative. I mean, even like my wife believes what I believe, but she wants to be left alone. And you can't be passive in this sort of world anymore. It's impossible. It's impossible to be in the middle anymore when you have BLM going down your street by the thousands. I mean, or or if you have kids in school and it, the school's not just bad, it's bad with woke stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your kid's not just getting a good education. Yeah. Like that's not happening, but they're actually filling your kid's head up with with terrible stuff. Yeah, with with things that will destroy their... like irreparable damage right for the rest of their lives right it used to be that the, that going to the university would just get you into debt forever but now it's debt plus woke stuff <laughs> well you know what's kind of funny about it though is i think that maybe societally we're gonna have the kind of the reaction that a lot of us have i i think that you know maybe i would describe myself this way and you might as well but you know once i once i like finally completely woke up to what was really going on. I didn't like just say, Oh, okay. Well, this is, I guess, slightly different, right? It's completely different. And it's like, well, now it's my responsibility to make up for however much of this I was a part of. And I think that we might see that from like a lot of society. You know, I think that whoever's left on that side at this point, I think that there's going to be a a moment of truth. You could call it or whatever, but there'll come a moment. And I think it's going to be in the next few weeks to tell you the truth. But I suppose I've thought that a few times before, but uh, where where people will divide and some people are going to double down again and those people are ultimately going to go insane. But everybody else is going to be like, oh, wow, they were really lying about everything. I have to fix this. And so I still remain optimistic that we might end up with that scenario and that people could actually become helpful rather than such detriments. Yeah, I, I really hope so. But again, at the same time, it's, you know, you have people who who offer their children up to as a sacrificial lamb to to the god of scientism to the god yeah and and it's just bizarre i mean this is your these are your kids yeah this is they don't look at it that way they look at their kids as a reflection of their personal brand once they have enough money and they have the perfect house then they need the perfect child so you make the perfect child and then the child is the new instagram star and you now you're just your perfect brand is even brand. more perfect and so to keep yeah. that branding going, you have to get the child vaccinated because people are going to say, like, you're the perfect couple. Why aren't you getting the child vaccinated? Yeah, I think that what you're seeing is is ex- the extreme on both sides. So it's those people doubling down on that sort of madness. Yeah, like doubling down on science. And then people like me, I never thought that when I when I had a kid. I would just not do any vaccines at all. Uh-huh. And then a year and a, a, 13 months ago, we had our son and I told my wife, yeah, considering what's been happening, I don't want to vaccinate him with anything. I don't want to vaccinate. And she's like, well, what about the ones we got? I'm like, yeah, I don't trust these people yeah. anymore. Uh, nothing they've been saying. Who knows how long they've been lying? So we haven't vaccinated him. Yeah. I mean, knock on wood, but the right. kid is sorry, <laughs> uh, the kid is strong. You know, um, he 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 had a fever three nights ago because he's in back in California and he was with his cousin and all you that. guys weren't wearing masks, huh? weren't wearing masks. <laughs> the next day he was fine. Like yeah. he didn't have a fever. Completely fine. 
He doesn't have peanut allergies. He doesn't have any allergies. Um, and I feed him raw liver sometimes. I mean, I know you guys might think that's crazy, but he, he like he'll make a face when I feed it to him and then he'll still want more. You know, it's really bizarre. Um, but he, you know, I so far detaching myself from science, it's been pretty, pretty good, you know? And, and I, so I think what we're seeing is that it's like the extreme polar opposites. Like people like us are just, okay, we have to make a massive correction. I'm not going to trust anything they say. How could I possibly? And then the other people are like, no, these people are gods. Yeah. Scientists, the white lab coats, they're gods. I'm going to do everything they say. So, yeah, man. And what you said about separating from science is really interesting. I want you to talk about that more. But what I was going to say is, you know, the way I think of it, I assume that everything I was taught through a certain set of sources was definitely wrong, or at least I should assume that it's wrong and try to build back from there. I'm going to try to build back better. Build back better, dude. That's a good slogan. Did you just... You just I did? just came up with that. Oh, my God. I just came up with that. It's really good. Thank you. So, wait. So, what do you mean, though, by separating from science? Same kind of thing, or do you have you thought about that particular concept a lot more? Uh, it's It's weird that people have corrupted... Asking questions. I mean, that it's it's that's all science is. is it really asking is asking questions, yeah. and they've corrupted that to the point where I can't trust. You're not asking the right questions, so I can't I can't subscribe to any of what you are saying. And it's it, and I noticed that this whole science community was easily corruptible when when um, global warming started to become a thing. Mm. So when Al Gore's movie first came out, I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, maybe we should do something about that. That's interesting. And then I looked into it more because I'm curious. And I'm like, this is all bullshit. And then and then you hear that 98% of scientists agree. Yes. And it's just because those are the ones who are, are – are the, they're the ones who are being um, you know reviewed. And, and the other ones are being completely ignored. Right. Well, and, they also educate an entire – field of believers into a new field of science. Right. And, you know, people got upset because Joe Rogan had this guy on a few weeks ago that kind of challenged some of the uh, climate change narratives. But even the stuff he was saying, all of it is built on modeling that projects a hundred years from now with certain variables changed and others just left entirely the same as yeah. if the rest of the world is just going to go on exactly like now, except for these three things. Yeah. And they'll be like 200 million people are going to die in a hundred years. Right. And they had the same models for COVID. And it's interesting because people forget that these models are made by people. Yes. And it's an algorithm that they put in themselves. I used to be when I was a kid, I was upset because I lived in I grew up in Miami. I was obsessed with tracking hurricanes like they were so much fun. Our house was hurricane proof. So it would just be fun to be in one. like it. All of it was fun when you're a kid and you don't have responsibilities. Uh-huh. Um, so I would always track hurricanes. And there was a, a constant shift of like the cone of, of where they think the hurricane would hit. And even the, the hour before the hurricane would hit, it would be wrong. Those models would be wrong, and and it was that that same day. So imagine trying to predict with these same models. I mean, not obviously not the same models, sure, sure, but with the same type of people making these models, trying to predict the next hundred years or two hundred years. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's madness. Impo- it's impossible. It's it's so impossible that we should consider it stupid that they even suggest it. 
it's 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 a way to mani- obviously it's a way to manipulate everyone's emotions about these things. Uh, it should be it should be against the law. I mean, how about that? Like, not just stupid. It it shouldn't be taken seriously. It, sh- it should be <laughs> it against, should be the, against law. the law. <laughs> like, stop trying to play God. You uh, know. Yeah. I, and by the way, uh, I know we're jumping all over the place, but liberals used to care about the environment. Right. I mean, they used to they they didn't like trash on the ground. Now their cities have trash on the ground. Yeah. Because when you make a problem so insurmountable, so um, godlike, like like where you can't even fathom how big it is you're not going to care about the smaller things which Mm -hmm. actually contribute to the climate around you which actually make your surroundings ugly and and dirty and and just actually bad for the environment when we have trash islands all over the the world well i mean they just made it so that billions of people in the world would be using these disposable masks and throwing them out Every single day. Yeah. And they take forever to decompose. Yeah. Like that is a massive pollution problem. If you care so, about that sort of so thing. So pollution used to matter. It doesn't matter anymore. Right. I mean, even even the people driving their Teslas, like you're you're actually in a bubble. It's literally a bubble. It's a comfort bubble that you think you're doing good. Um, so you think that you're doing good for the environment. But in reality, uh, you don't realize that the, the skies in China are black. Mm-hmm. That it's like worse than Blade Runner. You know, so and and then the the mining in in Africa and also the living conditions of those people. So you're, I mean, yeah, it's like it's, they're 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 stupid, but it's a virtue signal. It doesn't really. even take that much to think. It doesn't. No, but, but they're not going to do it like that. Like what I just said was was so obvious. Well, it should be. I mean, I know, but but you tell these people. So they used to care. They used to care about these things, and they clearly don't anymore. Yeah, they um, care to the extent that it makes them look like they're helping. Right. Right? That's that. They that's, don't want to help. No. Because helping requires, first of all, informing yourself about what's wrong and why the solutions the television presents don't actually work. And it's funny because they never work. You would think that people might say, oh, well, they've said they're going to fix all these problems in the inner city, for instance. But we've had Democrats in all those places for 60 years, and it just continually gets worse. So maybe the problem's not that Republicans are racist. Like, have that awakening. I'll be proud of you. But, dude, so we're like a little over an hour. I know you've got a ton going on because you're dealing yeah. with your band life. Dude, like my And I mean with is, two ends in ED. Yeah, yeah, crazy. you're going crazy. So I want to get you out of here on this because I know this is a subject you love to talk about. And I probably don't talk about it enough, but you were just mentioning how everything gets uglier. And I know that we are, yeah, yeah, we are both fans of uh, the movement and the philosophy behind like classical architecture and classical taste and whatever. So take that and run with it. But all of that coincides like acknowledging the importance of beauty mm-hmm. that's acknowledging that beauty is objective mm-hmm. and 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 i it, it coincides with everything we talk about um because objectively leah thomas is a man right objectively uh you can't you can't change your your gender or whatever mm-hmm. they 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 live in a world of fantasy and they have to bend over backwards into making it fit with reality and we don't like objectively, that woman over there is massively obese, and you can't convince me 
uh, because biologically we evolved a certain way into knowing that that is ugly, objectively ugly. You can't procreate with that person. That person is sick. The same as if you saw someone who was a woman or whoever who was really, really skinny, you'd know that that's not healthy. That's not attractive. There's some a happy balance, you know, of, of, of those things. And, and I think that it's important that, yes, while we all talk about um, politics and all these things, that the first thing to, to give away that, that people were kind of oblivious to was the fact that there is such thing as objective beauty. And it's, it's, it's hard to, to care about. I think it's hard to care about our country and, and many things in it when, when what is in our country is, is ugly. Like I, I talk shit about the car all the time mm-hmm. because what happened was the automobile paved literally paved over, um, all of the country. I mean, it, 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 the future used to be the train and, and all of that, but um, it, it just made – it allowed for globalism to infect our country, I think. You look at the big box stores. You look at how much space they take um, and, and the fact that they're filled with goods from China. Uh, it was it, we, We've been infected from within. Like, like to think that Ukraine and Russia, that Russia's our enemy – I mean, even though, even though China is our enemy – they were able to be our enemy because we were weak from within. So I, I kind of like how everything we talk about is all connected. Like if you if if conservatives continue to ignore culture, they're going to keep losing. I mean, if you think that the the argument is capitalism versus socialism, like Turning Point USA suggests, uh, you're just repeating the same mistake that Ronald Reagan did, which he thought the Cold War was building all these weapons and, and not fighting Russia ideologically. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, the capitalism versus socialism thing, I think, probably gives short shrift to like what the actual argument is in terms of the globalist philosophy versus a philosophy of individual freedom. I mean, capitalism is required in a society that cares about individual freedom. Right. Um, but but they also perverted the word capitalism. Exactly. Capitalism. That's what I was just like going to say. We, like what we were saying before with, with when I mentioned the Koch brothers, um, free market sounds great. It sounds, and, and honestly, that's how you prevent wars when you freely trade right. with other countries. But it's not possible when you when you're trying to implement that same you know uh, philosophy with with China. It's because they don't have a free market. They well, don't certainly with the CCP. Yeah, right. Yeah, but any exploitative culture is already a distortion of a free market. You know, because at some point in the chain people are being exploited. Like that's not what a perfect free market looks like. And I'm not sure that the perfect free market exists, but I know that the controlled market is a disaster. Yeah. And we can see that now on so many different levels. You know, one of the problems with socialism is that there's no way to understand what the actual value of anything is, right? They can't set up proper supply chains because they don't know how much of an item people need. They think, oh, well, you know, 10 people like this one, 10 people like this one, 10 people like this one. Well, what if we just gave a hundred people this one thing? We're going to need a hundred of them because each one of these 10, they want 10. So that's just a hundred. Let's just replace it. That doesn't work because people will stop buying that thing. And maybe other people will want the thing. Now I'm just rambling. Yeah, uh, (laughs) I want that. But dude, this is, this reflects in it culturally too they have no 
feedback at all about what they're doing inside the bubble they exist in between social media and media and the Washington, D.C. political sphere, you know, and Wall Street and Hollywood and whatever else. There's no legitimate feedback from outside that loop. So eventually they're just going to spin themselves out like they don't know the value of anything to the people because they're so disconnected. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it almost seems like it's like going back to being banned off Patreon. I was banned off of Vimeo, which isn't even social media. I was banned in, right. in like July. I don't know. F- f- uh, October or something. Uh-huh. And I was paying them $600 a year that, to, to host my so I can privately host my videos there. And I was banned because of vaccine misinformation. And today I was banned off of Patreon. It doesn't even seem like they they are concerned about making money. Like at this point, well, they're not. The, yeah, at this point, these are these are. It, it almost seems like they would be arms of the government, like DARPA or something. I think it's I think it's worse than that, man. And I've thought about this actually a lot because I think that uh, Amazon and Netflix and Spotify are all the same with this. They give out these ridiculous contracts to people like Susan Rice. I think Am, uh, Netflix paid her like. million. And then they go out and give Obama a hundred million dollars to create a podcast, a podcast on Spotify. I just combined those words, Um, a podcast on Spotify that for sure. No one listens to no, like no one listens to it. Where's the hundred million dollars coming from? Yeah. It's certainly not coming from the advertising that would require sales of actual goods to pay for that advertising that then sponsors his show. It's just not real. Yeah. So what they're doing is they're taking, the money that they have amassed in their globalist infrastructure that is all linked to the World Economic Forum. It's all linked to modern monetary theory. It's not real money. So they can just transfer the numbers wherever they need to to get people to do the things they want them to do. So it really doesn't matter if yeah. people aren't watching. Those are propaganda channels. They're not they're not part of commerce in some way. And I just started talking about this last week, at least this construction of it. And I haven't really fully fleshed it out on the podcast yet, but I've started calling all of this neo feudalism because that's what it is. Mm -hmm. It is a group of, of lords and ladies who control everything else. And we are serfs, you know, and I guess if you comply enough, if you exploit enough, uh, enough other serfs, then maybe you can keep rising up in the feudal structure, but look at it. What has really changed in the last thousand years? We are the in the same situation that we always were. A very small group of people goes through bloodlines and nepotism to maintain their control of the world and everybody else gets scraps. Yeah. You know, the amount of times I've said Patreon out of my mouth (laughs) the past two years, like I, I, I would love to have a company that that people would just repeat it like, "Hey, come to my Patreon, come to," my... and it's it's obviously not about that. Well, maybe you can start a thing where everybody says that was a wrong opinion. Yeah, yeah. I'm just just repeat wrong opinion, and I'll make wrongopinion.com, <laughs> and then you guys give me money. Um, no, but but like everyone, anyone who starts a company, like they dream right. that people would would be enthusiastic about it. But what do entrepreneurs now want to do? They want to prop up a company that they can solidify with some branding, maybe get some celebrities to yep. brand it. And then they want to sell to a bigger company. Mm-hmm. That's the payoff. It's not making a product that people like right. and then giving it to them and improving your product. Yeah. 
I thought it's monopolies just, were bad. Remember when monopolies right. were bad? No, now what monopolies happens? are the entire point. Yeah, everything is a monopoly. And not only that, but they say that they're not. And you know what's gotten even worse, <laughs> not, man? How are they not? I mean, well, yeah, they 100% are. Yeah. But so I was, uh, I went to a few South by Southwest events um, just to like see friends and stuff. It was, I was in a group. It wasn't like, it was an invite uh, that I received and I was like, I can't wait to go to this event. But the thing is, so many people there were talking about NFTs. That's the new thing now. And I think that the idea of NFTs is pretty brilliant. Same way I think that the idea of crypto is really brilliant. Sure. But if people are just setting up NFTs to get a quick payoff and then move, yeah. Yeah. then that is just a Ponzi scheme. It's inviting scammers. Like it's, it's a nice idea. It start, well, started out as a nice idea and it's inviting scammers and that's what big tech is doing. And, and that's actually part of the purpose of it yeah. though, because what it is, is a excellent way to launder money. Yeah. What do you and think? It turns Hunter out Biden's that pretty was? much everything is money laundering. Yeah. What is Hunter Biden's art? What is his book? It's all money, money laundering. laundering to the big yeah. guy. Yep. The big and then guy. that makes you think, well, turns out we have a lot of ugly art in the world that makes a whole lot of money. You see how it's all tied together? The yep. art world used to be about propping up beauty. That's what music used to be, too. Yeah. Now you have three producers controlling all the music. Exactly. I suggest you guys listen to Roger Scruton. He he's he was my favorite. Roger Scruton's the best. Yeah, he was my I think I sent this to you and I always talk about it. We've definitely discussed it before. Yeah. He but like for those listening, Roger Scruton was a brilliant uh conservative philosopher from the UK. He died a few years ago from cancer and, and he, he made a wonderful documentary called why beauty matters, which will really open your eyes so much that you will start to notice how ugly the world around you is. If you haven't noticed it, which is actually kind it kind of sucks. I, I wish I didn't notice how ugly the world was. And I'm not talking about the people running it. I'm talking about like physically the cities you live in and, 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 uh, and also, like the Strodes, someone came up it's, uh, with a term called Strodes. It's the massive, wide, wide, wide roads, five-lane roads for cars, and then like the tiny, tiny sidewalk. It's not, it's, it's not a welcoming, pleasant place for people, but for cars, it's fine. Um, he made a, a, a video about music. He, made, he, made, he spoke about music, how um, pop music, it, it, it's tyrannical. It's the tyranny of pop music. And, and, and when you listen to him talk about that, you can listen to it on YouTube, you start to realize, yeah, there is pop music literally everywhere I go. Yeah. It's not just in clubs. It's in restaurants. It's in elevators. It's literally everywhere. And how music, it used to be an active thing. You actively listened to music. You actively sat down and listened to an orchestra or a, a, a ballet and you watched people and then you listened to the, you know, Tchaikovsky or whatever. Uh, and now it's, it's, it's filler for our, mm. our empty lives. It's just filler. You used to have to invest in music too, you know, like the fact that you had to earn money and then take it to a store and purchase music. Yeah. It's disposable. And it's, it's, you know, the, the thing I like about the podcasting thing that we do is that the, there is a massive barrier to entry. So obviously anyone can do it, but it's a very hard thing to do. And what I've noticed is a lot of people start a podcast and they do like one or two episodes and then they stop yeah and they because they get discouraged like five people listen yeah what do you think you're not gonna be joe rogan (laughs) tomorrow like what do you think so i like that but but pretty much everything else there is no barrier to entry you're getting the worst of the worst Mm -hmm. if there are if there is a mozart alive right now you probably don't know he exists like whereas when mozart was a prodigy when he was a kid everyone knew of mozart well talent's not the factor that 
separates anymore. And again, part of that is we don't have a meritocracy. Right. You know, this is all a cultural degradation that is 100% in the direction of communism. And which is why I have never hesitated to describe what's happening as that. It is obviously that. Embracing ugliness is communism. A hundred percent. Even if you look at their architecture, it's brutalism. It's ugly. It's meant to crush your soul. And not only that, they believe that the buildings they are creating are efficient rather than pleasing. Right. When you need both. It can't just be utilitarian. Right. Uh, You mentioned sports, and I did want to touch upon that. A lot of people, at least on my corner of the internet, where it's like right wing, but... um, ironic I don't even say right wing anymore no I know but like think I don't even on the right I don't even know what it means I don't know I don't know it's just like what people kind of conceptualize it as but like the right the right wing anonymous Twitter accounts who right you know uh they like to shit on they like to shit on sports and I think that you have to separate the leagues um with the the people in the leagues sure so like i still love watching hockey even though the nhl and like every other thing is woke yeah so whenever they talk about women's history month or whatever i don't give a fuck i mean i do i do because i i hate gay night and i don't like having it shoved into my head especially when i'm trying to disconnect right especially because this is our job but what i do appreciate is the fact that it's one of the last remaining meritocracies around yeah you are seeing the best of the best they they can't put in a trans man into the nhl they can't put in a female into the nhl they can't do that they didn't they try with a goalie like tried in the early 90s right tampa Tampa bay Bay lightning Lightning, in an exhibition game they put her in for like one period and it was it was like a it was a gimmick it was just a gimmick i mean she wasn't good enough i mean it's like if you put me in there and i'm you know like i'm trying to remember her name I, she was kind of hot. Wasn't I, it like Manon Monique something? I don't know. Go not, ahead. Whatever. <laughs> we can skip past you, that. <laughs> you, you, can, you can find it yourself. But but uh, for the most part, it is a meritocracy. You are um, watching the best of the best. Yeah. And and uh, there is the woke stuff. There is the woke stuff. But, um, you know, you, you kind of have to ignore it because literally nowhere else w- would such a thing exist. Yeah. Man, I, I mean, my... My amount of the amount of sports that I consume these days is so much less than it was before. I mean, I used to be, yeah, it is it so much of it bothers me. And I also have kind of, you know, I always thought it was crazy when I was younger and obsessed with sports, but the whole bread and circuses of it, I really start feeling that now. Yeah. You know, like, here, watch this and waste your time doing this so that you don't think about what we're doing to destroy you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I think that, I still love hockey. Yeah, same. My and, dog's named Crosby. Dude, my... There you go. And yeah. Pittsburgh Penguins. And 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 uh, my son, he watches hockey with me. He's 13 months. He watches yeah, that's hockey. awesome. Yeah, he watches hockey with me and he's starting to l- learn how to speak. And he has his own word for hockey. I go, Julian, you want to watch hockey? And he will just repeat, hock, hock. And that's, it's crazy. That's pretty close. It's I know, but <laughs> but it is but it is it, but but so I think the game and watching good people do it is still a good influence if you if you separate the woke stuff. Absolutely. And especially for a young boy because um we we don't show enough of of camaraderie between men. Mm. And and every time they try to do that, 
like there was that stupid Disney movie Luca, which you probably don't know about, but there was controversy behind it because people were trying to say, oh, those two boys, it's a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Those two boys, are, they're probably gay, right? They're gay. And they kept on asking the doctors, they're gay, they're gay, right? They're gay. It's like, hey, they're kids. They're friends. What God, happened that's to, so creepy, What happened man. to friendship? Why does everything have to be gay? So um, this this sense of camaraderie really only exists in the military or law enforcement or firefighters and, and, and professional athletes. I mean... I'm actually very jealous of professional athletes, not because of the fame or money, but because they get to work. They get paid to work out and have friends, like yeah. have dude friends. <laughs> and it's not like, hey, you're gay, right? You guys are gay, right? No, because you're playing together. No, we're playing. We're playing a sport. <laughs> we're getting paid to play a sport. Um, and I think that that in a world full of just negative, really terrible things especially for kids i mean we really have to find the silver lining in these things and even though the hr departments of the nhl are trying to insert all of these things that have nothing to do with the game i still kind of watch it oh yeah me too you know it it's thrilling you know yeah like i love i don't even gamble i love yeah me neither yeah but i i love competition you know, yeah, and and, and and basically competition has been completely erased from the world. You even mentioned it with the with the tech companies that they just want to be bought by the bigger tech company. Right. Like even there, there's no such thing as competition anymore. Nope. And 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 we thrive off of competition. That's what capitalism is. We thrive off of competition. And they really are just trying to make it obsolete because it's toxic toxic masculinity. And when you add in like the uh the nepotism and the favor trading and the corruption, what you end up coming back to is, like I said before, the narcissism and incompetence. We're dealing with a class of people who have all of this wealth and power and they don't really have anything underneath it. So once the system switches, what are they going to do? What are all of those people going to do? And I mean, obviously they deserve it. So I'm not, saying it's bad the switch has to happen and it's gonna happen but what are they gonna do like you i can't get paid to photograph my outfits on instagram anymore yeah boy i don't know how did that become a job yeah (laughs) (laughs) we should have seen it coming though we should have seen it coming and we were around all of these people well the problem is we did see it coming and we were just like okay i guess i know we'd go out on dates with these girls and we're like yeah yeah shut the fuck up okay let's go back let's go back home (laughs) shut the fuck up yeah 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 one girl i went on a date with like five years ago four years ago or whatever um it was she had like 300,000 followers, something like mm-hmm. that, something stupid. And then we had a good time and I paid for dinner because I always did. And, you know, not, I'm not even complaining about that. That's just sure. my style. And then, um, and then she texts me right after I dropped her off. Yeah. I don't think our brands match. I'm like, I, didn't even, I swear. I'm like, I didn't even know I had a brand in this whole thing. Like, I didn't know I had a brand. Oh, wow. So yeah, I mean, we, we've been definitely you and I, we've, we've been, surrounded by these these types of people and and you know too much yeah the best thing you can do is just acknowledge that there's a there's another way there are good there really is another way man and the greatest thing that's happening right now is we're building up those parallel economies you know you are going to have to now find new platforms that will not only replace what you were doing but they're gonna be better for you you know what i mean because you know I, i think we've both um, 
we're both at least familiar with the theory of being anti-fragile, right? Mm -hmm. Like this banning is not going to break you. It's going to make you seek out platforms that are a better fit for what you're doing in the first place and provide you with that fortification, right? Mm -hmm. Like you are fortifying your future right now. My election. I'm fortifying my election. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. I'm going to let you go. Do you want to uh, say anything to wrap up? Tell people where they can find you or at least where they can follow this transition until you're in a place. Yeah, so I I, th I started a Gumroad right before I got here. That's uh -huh. where Sam Hyde is. There's a lot of commercial or uh, cartoons on that website. Yeah, I I'm a okay. Like with it makes stuff, me think it was built by millennials. Yeah, I'm I'm like a boomer with this stuff, and yeah. I hope I set it up right, and and I and I hope I can trust it. But Sam is still there, and he told me I should join it, so I did. Um, I did a uh, wrongop.gumroad.com. I like how you kind of pronounce the hard G in there. Wrong, yeah, wrong go p, wrong go p. Well, it would sound wrong op, wrong op. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, dot gumroad dot com. Uh, for some reason, I'm still on Twitter at Josh. That is so okay. I have to talk about that. That is so crazy to me. I don't even know how I'm not banned. How is that? They've banned me a lot. Is it because you're verified? Like, no, I'm not verified anymore. Why do they keep letting you do that? I don't know. And I even tweeted about how. Stolen elections have consequences yesterday, and I'm still there. That I, is nuts to me, man. I you must have, like, some sort of undercover protection. Well, they should let me back on Patreon. Uh, you know, all these corporations are evil. That's yes. the thing. Like, we, we still have to use them to our advantage. And I am on Truth, Truth Social. I hope it takes off. It does seem to be getting better every time they have an update. So you're on, you're Josh Lacash on all these platforms. Yeah. L E K A C H. Yes. Right. Yes. And wrong opinion is the podcast. Wrong OP is your like handle. Yeah. On Gumroad. for the podcast on these things. Yeah. On, on Gumroad. I, it was that on Patreon, but you won't find me there anymore. Yeah. As of five hours ago. And you have a telegram channel. I do. I forget what the thing is. I think it's... It's probably just t.me slash wrong OP. Yes, I think that's it. In fact, I'm sure it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that. It's that. I never have to tell anyone that link, but I think that's pretty much it. So, yes. Merch and site? Teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash wrong OP. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure everybody's uh, got a pen and paper in writing that yeah, down. Yeah, thank you. No, but seriously, like, I, I... You know, even if even if a small sliver of you subscribe it really it really does help um and and i i appreciate every subscription there's no subscri subscription too small so there's a dog on my lap yep he's, um, he's trying to get there so yeah dude thank you all right man thank you for coming it's great yeah. to see you okay <laughs> all right brother we'll talk soon okay bye. okay bye in my mind that's the end game thanks for listening if you'd like to follow what i'm reading and thinking throughout the day you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture if you'd like to support the podcast financially the best place to do that is kofa go to ko-fi.com slash i'm your moderator 
And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!